Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I am your host, Brett Hill, and today our topic of discussion is going to be about the spiritual mindset for the Christian. One of the biggest reasons why Christians don't prevail in their own lives and they struggle so much, uh, both physically and spiritually, is because of mindset. People do not uh, learn enough in the Scripture, and a lot of times it's because they don't read the Scripture enough, but a lot of people don't understand that you need to walk in a spiritual mindset and get away from the fleshly mindset. When the Bible says to renew your mind in Christ, to put on the mind of Christ, that's what it means to put on a spiritual mindset and get away from the way of way of doing things that you've been used to doing before you came to Christ. Uh, becoming a Christian means you do everything different. It even means that you think different. It means that you carry out your daily life different. It means that you talk different. There's so many things about your life that changes when you become a Christian, but too many people want to uh, receive Christ as the Lord and Savior, but they remain in the same carnal way of thinking. They keep the fleshly mindset, and uh, that, that combats what Christ wants to do for you and help set you free from things that you deal with in your life. And it may not just be sin. It may just be struggling with uh, various things in your life. And, and we have to be able to change that in order to find the, the freedom from many different things in our life. We, we still remain a slavery to uh, uh, many ways of thinking. So today we're going to talk about the spiritual mindset. So to first come to uh, the realization of a spiritual mindset, we've got to understand the contrast between a spiritual mind and a sinful mind. See, when we were born, we were, we were born into a sinful mind, and we were raised up in a sinful mind. And some of us may have got to 30, 40, 50 years old before you become a Christian. You may have even become a Christian at 30, and it may have been 50 or 60 before you found out uh, that I needed to change my mindset. Some of us may not even have our mindset changed yet, but whatever the situation is, we have to learn the difference between a spiritual mind and the spiritual way of thinking and the sinful mind and the sinful way of thinking, the carnal thinking. So we're going to start out today with the sinful mind so we can understand what the sinful mind is and what it does. And we first have to consider the sinful mind and realize what God is trying to keep people from becoming, trying to keep us from being, and, and what God is trying to deliver us from by giving us a spiritual mind. And we also need to look at what Satan is trying to do to us and what he's trying to keep us into. So with that, we're going to look at the sinful mind. And the sinful mind is reprobate, according to Romans 1 and 28. Something happens in our mind that brings us down to depravity. They, they prompt us to do things of the flesh. Our, our sinful mind wants us to stay in the fleshly way of thinking and wants to keep driving us into those things of the flesh that we used to do that are not of the fruits of the Spirit that keeps us from doing what God wants us to do. So Paul wrote, now the works of the flesh are evident. So listen to this, people. The works of the flesh that is in the reprobate mind, and reprobate means that we'll call evil good and good evil. It's just the reverse of what we would think 
in many cases. So the works of the flesh, according to Paul, are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, uh, licentiousness. I can't even say that word, but adultery, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outburst of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, all of these other things. And Paul is saying these type of things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So if you're practicing things like this, if you're in adultery, if you're in fornication, if you constantly have unclean thoughts and you're you're acting out idolatry, which means worshiping something else and not just bowing down to it, but putting something else ahead of God himself. The Bible says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And the thing that you spend your most of your time on, the thing that you put the most of your attention on becomes your God. And that's what he's saying is idolatry. So we cannot idolize anything else. We have to keep God first. Hatred, if you have hatred and contention towards somebody else, if you're jealous of somebody, if you constantly can't control your temper and you have outbursts of wrath, or maybe you're selfish, you focus on yourself more than you do anybody else, or maybe you've always got to take care of yourself first, and and then you think, well, I, I might help these other people if I've got enough money or enough time or or you know, if I just feel like it, but there's a lot of these things that shows that the flesh makes you want to be selfish. It makes you want to be jealous and hate other people. And Paul is Paul is telling us here that these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, if you if you have these things in your life, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's found in Galatians five and nineteen through twenty one. So a reprobate mindset prompts people to do these things. The sinful mind wants you to do those things. So if you find yourself wanting to do those things, you are still struggling with a sinful mindset. The sinful uh, mindset uh, keeps your mind into those things. It keeps your mind focused on those. And, and you may not do it all the time. There's a lot of people that can go back and forth, back and forth. They, uh, you know, you see a lot of these people that transform on Saturday night after they get home from the bar, and then they'll do the, now I lay me down to sleep, and Sunday morning, they're the best Christian you ever seen, and after Sunday's over with, they go back to that sinful mindset. They switch back and forth. That's, God is not someone that wants a weekend visitation with you. Sin happens in your mind before it ever happens in your body. The mind is what is so important to be able to transform you through the renewing of your mind. That's why the scripture tells us to renew our mind. The sinful mind is a carnal mind, and the Bible says that it is hostile. Listen to me. The sinful mind, a carnal mind, is hostile to God. Paul said the carnal mind is enmity against God. In other words, it butts against God's will. So if you have those things going in your life, if you are fornicating, if you uh, have dissension or if you've, or you're drunken all the time and all those things that I named off, uh, if those things are going on in your life, it is butting up against God's will in your life and it is his enemy. And, it, and Paul says it is not subject to the law of God, nor can it be because it don't fall under the law of God. It falls under the punishment of God. 
God is going to destroy that stuff. And if it's in you, he will destroy you. He has promised us that those things will be burnt up with fire and destroyed. And if it's in your mind, you're going with it. The Bible tells us we need to renew our mind in Christ and to re-elevate our mind, to change our thinking. So the sinful mind is futile in its thinking. The apostle wrote, This I say, therefore, and I testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futile mind of their mind, the, the futility of their mind. That's found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. That's one of the biggest things ministers deal with every day with their congregations when people think like Gentiles and then they try to live like Christians. Listen, folks, we can't do that. You cannot continue thinking like Gentiles and live like Christians. It is just like I sh showed you up there in Romans 8 and 7. The carnal mind is enmity against God. It butts directly against. It's 180 degrees out of sync from what God wants for you, and he cannot line up with it. He cannot line up with you if you constantly think like a Gentile trying to live like a Christian. So you cannot keep your carnal way of thinking. It's a huge discrepancy. It's a conflict in your mentality. And we have to resolve that conflict by renewing our mind. If And one of the biggest things about the sinful mind, it stays puffed up. Also, Paul told us, let no one defraud you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by a fleshly mind. That's found in Colossians 2 and 18. The sinful mind will cause you to puff up and cause you to do things that you should not, that you normally would not do. And it will cause you to worship things that you shouldn't worship. And it will cause you to think that you hear God's voice when you really don't. It will cause you to almost swear by, I'm doing what God wants me to do. It will cause you to argue with other Christians. When you're really not hearing God's voice, you're hearing Satan speak to you because you don't recognize God's voice because you are in a sinful mind and not in a Christian mindset, not in a spiritual mindset. So the sinful mind is corrupt and defiled. Consider the words in Titus when, when we think about this. To the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But even their mind and conscience are defiled. That's found in Titus 1 and 15. So let me kind of talk on that a little bit. When people, people think that they have a pure mind, and what Titus is saying here, those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. He's talking about some Christians here. Uh, when a lot of people believe they, they get the milk and cookies or what I call the just the basics of salvation. When people accept Christ into their heart and then they don't read the Bible, they just they think that that one prayer uh, holds them off. And, and, you know, if Christ come back and... Um, raptured the church out of here if he came or if you had a massive heart attack right after paying uh praying that prayer yes you would go to heaven you would die and you would you would spend eternity with christ but here's the problem when you pray that prayer and you live for another 40 50 60 years you have to keep a mindset to keep yourself from thinking these unpure thoughts to keep yourself growing in the right spiritual direction the bible says 
that our soul is constantly being saved. We have a spirit inside of us that comes in when Christ comes in. The spirit of God comes in, but our soul, our mind, will, and emotions is constantly being saved. And it is not completely saved until we take our last breath here on earth and we are converted into our uh, holy bodies and we are spending eternity with Christ. But if we do, if we're not careful, we, we start not believing some things that preachers tell us. We start not believing things that uh, m other ministers tell us because we haven't read the Bible, because our sinful mind is taking stronger control than the Christ that you invited in you. Jesus Christ is a perfect gentleman. He will not come in and take over. You have to hand it to him. You have to be willing to let him have it. You have to be willing to let some changes come to your life in order for him to come in and take over. He's not going to just do it automatically. Yes, he will come in when you ask. If you've seen that picture of Jesus standing at a door knocking and you notice that there's no doorknob on that door, he can't open that door from the outside because it has to be opened from the inside. That's a picture of the door of your heart. That's a picture of your mind, will, and emotions. That's a picture of him being a perfect gentleman, knocking, wanting in, but waiting on you to open the door and let him in because it's a it's trying to paint a picture of if you don't volunteer to hand it over to me, I'll not take it uh, without your permission. So there's lots of things in the Bible when we talk about uh, tithing, first fruits. We talk about uh, submitting one toward another. We talk about serving others. We talk about going out and evangelizing and trying to save the lost, visiting our neighbors, t talking to the people in our community about Christ and doing all these things. There's a lot of people that don't believe that God wants you to do those things because they haven't read the Bible enough to understand that, yes, that is his purpose for having you here. He's not here on this earth doing that work anymore. He came into your life for you to do that for him. We represent him. We are his ambassadors. Paul said we are an ambassador to Christ. We are the people that he appointed to do those things. And here in Titus 1 and 15, it says, when you still have a sinful mind, it can be corrupt and defiled and deceived. And you can start believing that things that preachers tell you or ministers tell you about doing other things that God expects out of you you'll start not believing those things. And that drives you deeper and deeper into a sinful mindset. And that gives you all kinds of punishment and your flesh just suffers and your life on earth becomes a struggle because you don't want to believe what the Bible tells you. Now, Satan wants to get believers. Well, hold on just a minute. My screen has just died on me and I don't know what happened. So give me just a moment. Well, excuse me for all that. I, I uh, Where I was at, Satan wants to get believers into this sinful mindset so that they will forget the privileges that they have in Christ. Now, what that means is 
the more that God is trying to get into your mind and change your mind, Satan tries to get into your head constantly and pull you back to who you used to be. He wants to keep you tied down into the old mindset, the old mentality. So he wants to get you into the sinful mindset every day. He's not going to give up on that. He's not going to quit. Why? Because you have many privileges in Christ in the spiritual mindset. And if you read the word of God and you study the word of God and renew your mind in Christ, then you have a lot of privileges that Satan does not want you to get. And we should always remember the words uh, of Jesus if and follow this type of advice uh, when we're dealing with our mindset. If then you were raised with Christ, this is Paul speaking here. If then you were raised with Christ, you've got to get this. Seek those things which are above where Christ is. Sitting at the right hand of God. So if you were raised with Christ, so ask yourself this question. Were, are you a Christian? Did you ask Christ to come into your life? Do you believe you are born again? That's what Paul is saying here. If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Don't stay where you're at. Don't stay in the same mentality. He's saying seek those things above where Christ is because he's come into you. He's elevated you by entering into you. He's raised you up to where he is. The Bible says we become the bride of Christ, so we're going to become one with Christ. So we need to be sitting at the right hand of God with him, in our, especially in our mindset. Our mind has got to change to the kingly mindset that we have now taken on the power and the mentality of Christ. We're putting on the mind of Christ just like we've been told to. So we have to set our mind on the things above and not on the things of this earth. We're not citizens of this earth. Paul goes on to say that you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Let me say that again. When you ask Christ into your life to come into your heart, you died. Your old man died. Now your life is hidden with the resurrected Christ in God. So now it is yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. This is found in Colossians 3, 1, and 1 through 3. But in short, the sinful mindset is intended by Satan to keep people dead spiritually. And you know that if you are dead spiritually, then you are dead eternally. You have to be resurrected. You have to be born again in spirit to enter into the kingdom of God. And Satan wants to keep you. Listen, these are not my words. These are the words of the Bible and Satan wants to keep you dead spiritually so that you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So now let's talk about the spiritual mindset. The spiritual mind makes believers alive in Christ and dead to the flesh. Did everybody get that? That means that you don't submit to the flesh. The things that the flesh wants you to do, you know, we talked about that up here in the... Um, the fruits of the flesh, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, adultery, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, heresy, envy, murders, drunkenness, all these things. We have to remember that the spiritual mind keeps us away from those things, keeps us away from being dead in the flesh. So what are the components of the spiritual mindset? 
the spiritual mind is transformed. Just where the Bible said to put on the mind of Christ, the spiritual mind is transformed. And Paul told us again not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by how the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He's not saying that you're going to be perfect. He's going to say follow the perfect will. That's a huge difference because I hear I, I hear people all the time say, oh, nobody can be perfect. This scripture is not telling you to be perfect. It says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So what is the perfect will of God? To work on transforming your mind in spirit, renewing your mind in Christ. That's the perfect will of God. Are you going to continue to make some mistakes? Absolutely. But the, the perfect will of God is the fact that you are renewing your mind. The spiritual mind is renewed, and that is made new. It's it, You get rid of the old. The, the Ephesians were admonished where Paul said, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to make new in the attitude of your minds and put on the new self and create to, you are created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That's found in Ephesians chapter four. And the spiritual mind is also Christ-like. When Christ, when uh, Paul wrote this, he addressed this subject in two different congregations. He said, for to be carnally minded is death. Here we see that again. If you're thinking in the flesh, it leads to death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace, Romans 8 and 6. Let this mind be in you. This is, he's telling you straight, put on the spiritual mind and let this spiritual mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 2 and 5. So the spiritual mind is positive in thought. Paul offered the Philippians a model mindset. He said, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and anything in you that is praiseworthy, anything around you that is praiseworthy, he says, meditate on it. Think on these things. So the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me that I was acting out, these things is what I want you to be doing and the God of peace will be with you. That was found in Philippians 4 and 8. So we have to understand that we got to get away from the earthly way of thinking. When we ask Christ to come into our heart, We've got to stay away from the fleshly way of thinking. And yes, that's a hard thing to do. But the way that you do that is you change your mind. You change your way of thinking. So how do you do that? You reprogram it. You read stuff that you didn't normally read. You take in stuff that you didn't normally take in. You start doing things that you didn't normally do. You don't get saved and then continue in the life that you used to live. So if you read the Bible and apply the Bible, it will cause you to start changing the way that you do things. Why? Because the instructions in that book causes you to do things different from what you used to do. It leads you in a different direction than what the flesh leads you. 
So you're not want to go. You're not going to want to go out and commit adultery. You're not want to go out and and fornicate. You're not going to want to go out and get drunk. You're not going to want to get angry and explode on people and and cuss people out. The Bible's going to put a pure heart in you. It's going to put a uh, spiritual mindset in you. It's going to put some peace in you, and it's going to change the way you think. And when you change the way you think, it will change the way you act. But the problem with the church today is they don't want to change. They get into a rut of this is my mentality and now I've invited Christ into the mentality and I get to stay like I am and still have Christ in me too. You can't have both. We have to change the way that we think. When we when we invite Christ into our heart, we're supposed to be inviting Christ into our heart to let him take over and change who we are into who he wants us to be, and that means letting him have the lead, letting him take the wheel, and letting his word lead and guide us into the new mindset of Christ that he needs us to be in so that we can effectively lead his kingdom here on this earth and lead others to Christ. That's our sole purpose for being here is to it is to admonish others with the word of God and lead other people to the kingdom of God, just like he did. He came here, he made disciples, he told disciples to make disciples, they told their disciples to make disciples, and so on and so on and so on. Now you and I are here, and we are to make disciples and tell our disciples to make disciples, and the only way that we can make disciples is know who we're supposed to turn them into by being Christ-like And the only way we can be Christ-like is to read his word, act on his word, and live out his word. Amen. I know that's a lot to take in, but that's a really good lesson for Christians to listen to today. And uh, I pray that that takes root in your heart. I pray that that takes uh, hold of you and helps you to become a better person in Christ. I want to thank you for tuning in today. God bless you and go out and live that spiritual life and that life more abundantly that God has intended for you. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you on the next one.